One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So today I'm joined with two friends of mine in Bali. So first question straight away. Can you introduce yourself and tell us the story of how you guys met? Okay, I'll lead. Uh, my name's Ibrahim. This is Maggie. Hello. Um, you want the long story or the short story? Yeah, long story. <laughs> all right, all right. So I've been living here in Bali for about a year, originally from the UK uh, in London. Came over here, was introduced to some amazing, two amazing women actually, who I was connected with, uh, who I started hanging out with and being friends with. Um, Maggie. Over where were you at the time in the LA? In LA, uh, was friends with these ladies. Actually, this is a good tip for anyone who wants relationship advice, just to get straight into it. If you can become friends with women and somehow make a good impression, which I did un- unknowingly, that is the best way. What a mass market tip, bro! Yeah, literally, <laughs> like that. That that is the best way to attract a woman because I think instantly what it did was she saw us being friends and it just built that trust. Whereas, like, it's not like I approached her in like a club. And I'm like mm. 20 other guys trying to like get her attention. It was just like, she saw me first. And then uh, we connected, saw her and I could see her values and who she was as a woman straight away. And instantly I was like, hey, come on my podcast. <laughs> nice. First date. And then we, that was our first date. So it was actually online, which is kind of crazy. Like, the first day of the time we talked is actually on YouTube, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically from that point, we just really deeply connected. Uh, six weeks later, Maggie was here in Bali. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So you were friends with one of your friends or? So one of my really close friends he was hanging out with and. In a non-sexual way. Just yeah, yeah, friends, yeah. Just to be clear. Yes. Yeah. And it actually made me super interested. I was like, who is this guy? Like he, you know, seems very down to earth and spiritual. And I was just like, I, I was just very curious. And so I followed him and then he slid into my DMs. Nice. And it was what like. It was super basic. I think it was like, hey, I think you're like a really great um, candidate. I'm super interested in what you have to say about nutrition. Would you like to come on on my podcast? And I was like, sure. Which I'll say, (laughs) which I'll say on that, like this is good for like dating advice is like actually do have genuine curiosity as well. Obviously, I thought she was like very attractive and I like had those romantic interests, but I was also very interested in what she was doing um, in terms of her actual like work. So it was authentic in that sense and it was just like a good opportunity to still get to know her outside of that as well mm. what yeah. was your work at the time so i'm a, nutri- a nutrition therapy practitioner it's a long thing to say but um yeah so i was doing 
<clears throat> nutrition coaching, digestion, hormones for women. And I thought it was really interesting when he was like, come on my entrepreneurial podcast and talk <laughs> about nutrition and digestion. I was like, okay. Maggie has the claim to fame of being the only woman on the podcast. <laughs> she, she wants to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and I came on the podcast and I was, I didn't know what to expect, honestly. I was super nervous and and it just like the conversation just flowed and we talked for three hours and, and then I was like, I want to continue talking to this guy. And I could tell he was so genuinely interested in what I had to say. And that like honestly turned me on so much. I was like, who is this guy? Like he's so down to earth and interested. And I'd never really felt like that presence before no. from a man. And I was just like, okay, he's different. What Even though he's in presence? Bali. The way he just, like right now, he's he's like looking at me and really taking in everything I'm saying. And I can just tell he's he's not like looking for the next thing to say. He's just listening, like truly just seeing me. And I think a lot of men, I just never felt that before. I think they're kind of like looking for the next thing to say or like looking for advice to say. And so it was just really, really different. Yeah. Mm. Is this something that you've, you've trained or? Yeah, I did, I did definitely the 12 year old version of me uh, who was addicted to RuneScape and oh, you know, <laughs> just like I had, couldn't even, like, I'd go to fish and chip shop on a Friday with my dad. I couldn't, I didn't even have the confidence to talk to the guy to like order the fish and chips like my dad would drop me off and be like yeah just like here's the money go get the fish and chips on a friday and i, I was too scared to even talk to him like to order the food so it definitely like wasn't natural for me mm. um people like it's funny because like i'm more like the business guy in some ways but the thing most guys ask me is like how did you get how did you how did you like get, get maggie right how did you attract <laughs> maggie there like did you do that on purpose it was there this master plan and the truth is like in a way, yes. Even though I wasn't like intentionally like looking for her, being like, where am I going to find my my woman? I did actually do a lot of the like work on myself for years leading up to that. So when we started our relationship, it was rocky at times. By the way, it wasn't like this perfect love story. Like we went through a lot of like trials and tribulations. But I'd become the man who was capable of uh, leading that relationship. And I think what I see in a lot of guys and even friends is that they want uh, a you know, a more traditional masculine feminine relationship. But the reality is, is they're just not that man yet. And so for me, it's like, I don't see myself as that man, but I'm constantly like in the pursuit of becoming better, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, like it definitely wasn't how I was born or natural at all, it had to be learned. I was lucky enough to have a like dad. Um, so he wasn't around that much because he was working, providing for the family, but that was what I saw. That was like my simple viewpoint of masculinity was just dad working 18 hours a day running corner shops came to the uk with nothing from uh, actually from africa uh, but he's indian heritage and that was what i saw right so then i just kind of modeled part of that and then tried to learn the other parts of <laughs> masculinity in terms of like she said like listening presence because those were the things that maybe he didn't he didn't know. You might think that becoming a man worthy of a 10 out of 10 woman requires you to have it all. 
looks, money, and status. Or maybe you think it's impossible for you to attract girls given how the dating market is in the modern day. But I'm gonna tell you the truth, the quickest way to attract a woman where you have amazing chemistry is actually easier than you think. By avoiding the bad habits that turns women off and by doing more of the good habits that turns them on, you'll be able to get success in your dating life so much easier than usual. That means that you'll get significantly more interest in regular, healthy, normal women in just a few weeks. If you want the cheat codes to do this for yourself, go click the top link in the description right now to check out my newest dating guide. This is exclusive content that I'm giving away for free and I'm not even putting it on YouTube because I don't want this to be saturated by the algorithm. If you're curious in learning some of the biggest secrets in dating, love and sex, click that top link in the description for that guide right now. Mm, so you've been on this yeah. journey, become more of a man. It's interesting because I want to know what are the, let's say, top three parts of this journey when it comes to your love life that you think has been most helpful? So I was at a conference once and the this woman speaker said, there's a group of men and women. She said, put, if you're a man, put your hands up. When was the last time in the last year that you felt unsafe? Not one man. Okay, I think like one or 2% of the audience put their hands up, a couple men. She asked the same thing to women and everyone put their hands up that they are like women had felt unsafe in the last year. She then asked the same question to men. How many of you have felt unsafe in the last week? Not one man put their hand up. She asked the same question to women. 80% of women still had their hands up. And this fundamentally changed my understanding of relationship dynamics forever, because I realized like I walk around as a man, I can walk down a street anytime I can, you know, I live in London, right? There are rough parts of it. I can walk through and I feel fine, right? Just normal. Whereas for a woman, actually, like that's not their reality of living. They actually aren't safe in a lot of scenarios. Not to say like put fear in it, but the reality is if like, if there is a man and there is a woman and the man wants to do something, like he can Don't do point something. point at me, bro. <laughs> if there is a man, if there is a <laughs> stay away from me. <laughs> no, but, but for real, like um, I really, basically what this taught me was that women actually fundamentally that don't feel safe a lot of the time, mm. right? And, you're, and that safety is like, like going into the spiritual side, it's like that root, right? That root chakra, like the your groundedness is all about feeling safe, right? So if you don't feel safe, fundamentally, like that's your the bottom of the pyramid, right? Which everything is built off of. Mm -hmm. And so I realized like as a man, like that is the number one most important thing that I can provide, firstly, is actually safety to a woman. And most people, most men don't think about that because they themselves don't feel unsafe. So they don't think it's a big deal. But oftentimes it's the things that we as men take for granted and given that is actually like the most important to women. Mm. Yeah, like in our space, it seems to be just constrained at, at just financial safety. Yeah. So for many masculine guys, all they're focusing on is just making money so they can provide. And that's definitely, you know, it's a, it's a big step up of doing nothing and not providing. <clears throat> the issue is in this modern world when women are making their own money, it's as a man, you're not going to find your place in the world by just trying to provide yeah. because mm -hmm. she can do it herself now. Many women are making even more than men are these days. And so mm -hmm. there's a quote which I like, which is in The Way of the Superior Man, which says, mm -hmm. when a man's value is no longer based on how much money he earns, how does he know where his status mm -hmm. is, where his mm -hmm. level is? And it actually says like it, it's his presence, his depth of awareness, mm -hmm. his ability to make the feminine feel heard and feel safe. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that that's like one of the first things you picked up mm -hmm. with is you felt heard, seen and safe. And that was like a major source of attraction. Immediately. And I love that book. We actually sat down and, and read through it together. 
one day and we were just like, he's like, okay, this might trigger you. And I was like, no, I actually agree with this. Yeah, I was like, I was like, <laughs> you know how like a lot of guys, they'll be in like the self-improvement space and they'll like always like hide it from women be like, oh, I just learned all these things from Hamza, but I don't want to tell anyone, right? Like how many guys do that? They don't want to admit they watch your content, mm -hmm. right? For whatever reason, but you know they do. It's the kind of the same thing with these books, right? I, I, we were actually standing at Mike, Mike Chag's place and we were standing in his actual room. So I was looking at his books and where the superior man was there, right? Nice. And I'm reading it and I'm like, damn. I was like, this could really trigger her right now. I was like, let's just read it together. We actually recorded it as a YouTube video. And we was just like, I was just me trying to find like the most, what I would have thought being provocative things. And just being like, what do you think, honestly? And what the funny thing was is like, we actually agreed on, I think everything in the mm -hmm. book, but it required like sitting down, just actually having a conversation about it mm -hmm. and not, not coming from like, oh, like men are, men are better or women are better. It's like, no, like we're, we're different, but from a higher perspective, we are equal in the sense that like, you know, there's that whole debate about are men and women equal? It's like, yeah, from a high perspective, we are, but we're also very different, mm. right? In terms of our in terms of our roles, in terms of our biology, like we're completely opposite actually, right? So I, we sat down and, and went through it and it was actually a really fun time, like mm. just going, going through the book. Together. What would make you think it'd trigger her? Just certain things about like, you know, we'd spend at the beginning, this was close to the beginning of a relationship, we're in Bali, like we're doing all these amazing things. And then it's like, the man should uh, focus only on like his purpose, not only, but like that's the number one priority, right? And I was like, yeah, I absolutely resonate with that. I don't know how Maggie's going to feel about, it's almost like saying she's number two, yeah. right? No, and I was like, oh my gosh, no, it makes me so happy to see you focusing on your purpose because yeah. otherwise I feel like if you don't have that, then you you don't get to show up as like you're happy and like, driven and purpose-filled self in the relationship and yeah I was just like no I love that and then I think there's another one that it was saying how women literally purposefully test men mm. <clears throat> and I was like yes we do and that is our job we're here to test you <laughs> and to see like okay you know I'm gonna like say this thing are you gonna show up grounded you know, really see me in this, or are you just gonna get offended and, you know, not pass the test basically? Mm. And so I was like, yeah, I didn't even know we did that, but we do. We Can you give me an you. example of that? I, 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 let me give you one example. Yeah. I, I feel like this happened this morning. And this is the thing is like, I, I don't think women even realize they're doing it. Yeah. It's a subconscious thing, right? It's a like, constant thing. Coming, this, coming to this podcast this morning, right? We were like, all right, waking up. We didn't have much, too much sleep, right? So I was like, right, we have to make sure we get up at this time. And I'm just making sure things are moving in an orderly fashion. But whilst making sure she has enough time to like get ready and, and stuff like that, right? And we get to the point where we're about to leave to get on time, to leave at the agreed time. And she's like, maybe I, sh maybe I could have like a rice cake and some almond butter. Like, what do you think, right? And it's, that's the test, right? It's like, do I go, no, we need to leave right now. Or me go, no, we've got plenty of time. Like take your time, like go and enjoy it and just patiently wait, right? Like that. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that was a test, but that was. Yeah, yeah, she didn't even realize. Like, but it's like those micro things actually like make. But because if I said no, we need to leave right now. I'd be like. Now she's upset. She's gonna be hungry. You know, she's not gonna be in a good mood, etc., etc., etc. So I'm like thinking like ten steps ahead, right? It's like a, yeah. 
like relationship chess. Mm. But it's like, can seem like the most insignificant <clears throat> thing. And I think most guys would never even think about that as a big deal, but it, it starts with the, the little details. Mm. So yeah. true. The little things really, really do count. Yeah. Is there a test that you can remember that you've done? Is there any that you've done like really purposely? You know, yes. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, oh yeah, here's a good one. So, so we're going home to the U.S. for Christmas. Uh -huh, better be, better be. <laughs> we're going home to the U.S. for Christmas, but this past summer. I was at home and he was still in Bali and he was unsure on if he wanted to come to the US. And I was like, okay, well, I'm coming to see your family. I want you to see my family and we need to, you know, meet each other's family. So when I was in London in September, we were having dinner with his family and they were all like, what are you guys doing for Christmas? And I was like, I don't know what he's doing for Christmas, but I'm going home to the US. And then I was like, what are you doing, babe? And he was like, well, I'm coming home with you for Christmas. And I was like, you passed. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, like big things, of course. Yeah, we'll test you. But also like little things I didn't even realize. But yeah, we're, we're constantly testing you just to see like, are you going to like show up for us? And like really allow us to yeah be in our be in our feminine flow and like voice our concerns all things yeah. what does showing up look like in that situation in the christmas situation it was you know him saying like yeah of course you know i'll, I'll come with you to the u.s and then like us having a conversation afterwards you know of like is that what you really want you know and him just continually following through on what he said. I think that's huge for women is having a man that follows through on what he says he's mm. going to do. Like an action-oriented man, it's so sexy. Like if you say you're going to be here at this certain time and you do that or anything, like you're like, "Oh, we can trust you." You know, it mm. feels safe and it's like that is that's what we want, you know, just a man that when they say they're going to do something, they're like, all right, I said it, I'm doing it, you know? Mm, integrity, mm. yeah. Well, this is important yeah. for men, you know, in relationships, but even with mm. relationships with other men. Mm. One of the things that we judge each other off is, does he keep his word? Does mm. he make some kind of promise or expectation and then do, does he keep it? If he says he's going to meet me at the gym at this time, will he hit that workout that we've said at this time? He's mm -hmm. mentioned this new diet that he's getting on. How is he going to follow through? It's not that we expect the guy to be you know, super perfect and disciplined and, you know, the master of every skill that he tries, but rather just, is he following through on his word? Mm -hmm. So I think as men, like it, it, you'll probably get this in your entrepreneurship journey as well. It's just, you set some kind of expectation, you make a promise. And when you meet that promise, it's like your brand, your um, brand reputation just increases every time. Mm -hmm. So yeah. this is like in a practical, like really specific way. This is advice I've gotten, you know, you've heard from um, Hamozi is like, just make a lot of promises that you know you can keep. Tell mm -hmm. people like what your upload schedule is. So in one of my most recent videos, I said like, I'm going to upload every single day at 5 p.m. So it's like mm -hmm. the amount of people now who are commenting like, oh my God, yeah, he's still here at 5 p.m. You know, it's mm -hmm. now it, it not only it gives me fire for something to work towards, 
but it gives people trust in me that I said, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And here I am every single day doing this thing. Mm -hmm. So in a relationship, it's the guy saying, okay, we're going to go out every Saturday from now. And we're going to go mm -hmm. out for dinner this Sunday. And it's all hyped up. It's probably cute. You, you've got it in your mm -hmm. mind through the week. And when he shows up for that, it's like, oh yeah, he is trustable. He is reliable. Mm -hmm. And the opposite of that he's, guy says, we're going to go on a date this Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I like, oh, no, sorry. Like, you know, something's come up. Mm -hmm. And as much as he could have any good reason I'm sure that from the woman's perspective, it still hurts nonetheless, mm. and it still loses some form of trust, even if the world's collapsing. Mm. It's just because it'd be awesome, I believe, like in the feminine's perspective, that the man makes the world align to whatever he has said he's going to do. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I will say as well, like, just being real, like in a relationship, nothing's perfect, right? So. Yeah while these are like the ideals, there are going to be times when you do fall short. Mm -hmm. And I think like in those times, it's like, how do you then navigate that situation? How do you like, if you, one of you doesn't come through or show up for the other person, it's like, okay, instead of just like sweeping it under the rug and just like becoming resentful or just like moving mm -hmm. on from it, like actually talk about it. And that's, mm -hmm. that's part of what we do. Like, you know, when something does happen where our plans change or something misaligns, it's like, okay, Hey, this happened here's why like how do you feel about that do you understand that and then ultimately like always coming back to you know coming back to love right at the end of the day so while it is important to have these standards like if they get dropped from time to time it's also okay like as long as you like handle it in the correct way which mm. is that mm. yeah yeah definitely what do you, what do you like most about each other mm. Uh, for me, it's just like, she's just so kind and loving, you know? Um, she's just the most loving person I've ever met. She's just got such a true, pure heart. And and honestly, like, her innocence as well is like one of the things I found most sexy about her. It's just like, she's just like the most, you know, we were talking about this, about these other podcasts, like Fresh and Fit. Mm. She's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. She doesn't even, I have no <laughs> idea what that, even, what that even is, you know? And, like, and to me, it's like super attractive as a man. It was like even like the first time, like last Christmas, like we went to like a nice five-star hotel. I think you said it was like the first time she'd been in a, in a five-star hotel, right? And it's mm. just like being able to like show her that for the first mm. time is just like such an amazing feeling, you know? Cool. So you want to be the leader as the man and you want to bring her into the world. And so mm. when she hasn't had certain experiences before you, it makes you feel very special and gives you more of a reason to like serve her and to show her everything that you worked hard for. Mm. 100%. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I would just say like, there's so many things that I like and love about you. Um, but I would say like, first and foremost, it's how you are truly just the embodiment of what you teach. And like you, yeah, you're, you're also, like, I feel like we're mirrors. You're also so pure and loving and, and willing to help anyone. And yeah, I could just tell from the beginning, like, you were just so, so pure hearted and like with good intentions. And yeah, you just always hold so much space for me and for other people and for the ones you love. And yeah, you have like vision and and you're you're driven and yeah, I just I just love how you get excited about the same things that I get excited about. 
And yeah, I could go on and on, but yeah, there's a lot of things. That's yeah. Sweet. I feel good about myself now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to talk about spirituality then, because you yeah. both have, have done a lot more explore, exploration than most people have, than I have. You've done, you've even hosted your own breathwork sessions. You've hanged out with Mike Chang, who's done a bunch of work there, mm -hmm. energetic sessions. What do you think, or how do you think pursuing spirituality has affected your love life? Mm. Mm. That's a really good question. For me, at least in my own journey before we came together, the gateway into spirituality ultimately came from suffering. Um, mm. So from like not having the life that I thought would bring me happiness of making the 10K a month and being able to travel and have an independent house and whatever, whatever, realizing at an earlier age that that wasn't what equaled happiness. It just made me look up essentially. And for some people that's religion, for some people that's spirituality, for some people that's the universe, higher power, whatever you want to call it. For me at that time, it was spirituality. And basically what it does, like the, the tattoo I have on me, it says like IS equals ER, which means internal state equals external reality, right? Which basically means like as within is, is without, right? I think everything that we create in the world starts, everything starts with an idea, mm -hmm. right? Like all of this stuff, like your laptop, all of these cameras, these lights, these sofas were a thought in someone's head at some point before it was created, right? And so in the same way, like as we're creating our lives, it always starts from within. So it's like if you have a self-destructive life where we have like negative patterns or we go drinking or like that all started internally first. It didn't just happen from nowhere, right? So basically just the journey of going inward, understanding yourself. And to me, it's like, basically come to the realization that we're just like we are just consciousness we are just energy um and realize being able to sort of detach from self it to me is like the journey of spirituality right realizing that we are like a spirit in some way um i think it's super healthy to have an ego as well but for, for me it's like you have to realize that you're not like just you you know you and the things that you create you're so much more than that and to me that's what actually like led to real just like peace in life and I, my whole thing is like i think as men at least i can speak for men we really just want peace in our life we want like peace and we want love and really like we've been pretty much happy with, with those things so but all of that stuff doesn't matter how much you create or how much money you have or any of that like you can just give yourself that right now and so for me it was like realizing that just brought me a lot more that's how i'm able to be present with people right it's because i'm actually present i'm not like in my head thinking like what does this person think of me or how am I going to be perceived or whatever? I'm just, just here right now. Right. I'm fully here. Um, so that's, that's how the spiritual journey helped me. There's a bunch of other directions we could go, but mm. that's probably one of the most important. I'd like things. to dive in, especially on presence, because mm -hmm. that's a huge part. That's what we've learned in the way of the superior man. Presence is like the number one thing a man can bring into the relationship. It's what you've said. Sure. How have you become more present? Start inward. Right. So, Originally for me, it was meditation. So mm. just spending like, I would spend like three hours a day going like literally just met, just being in meditation. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, and like, you could say that's extreme, right? But I think there's different phases for different parts of life. Mm. What form of meditation was that? It was, it was working with a guy called Joe Dispenza. I don't nice. know if you've heard of him. Yeah. It's basically just like a, you're, you're going inward and you're just continuously like detaching from yourself, just getting to a place of just space where you're just, everything's silent, right? And there's just no thoughts. There's no, there's nothing. It's just an empty void. 
And that's very scary for a lot of people. There was a study done where they, they asked men, would you rather uh, sit in a room alone by yourself for 10 minutes or be electrocuted? And more men said they'd rather be electrocuted than just to sit <laughs> alone for 10 minutes. So that shows how scared we are of ourselves, right? How mm. much we actually is, how much that we're actually suffering all the time, like internally, right? You suffer when you go to the gym, you suffer when you, you know, you wake up and you have anxious thoughts, you suffer when, um, you know, you have to get, get to the next level in your business. Like it is, it is suffering. If you look at it that way, I, I think that's a good thing though, because through that suffering is like how we, how we become greater, right? Like you suffer in the gym, it's hard, you tear yourself down and you come back stronger. In exactly the same way, that's how we look at spirituality, right? If we could, if, if I can be with those difficult thoughts, right? The ones I wouldn't even want to say out loud. Like, I don't think I'm enough. I don't love myself. I don't think I'm worthy. All these things. If I can say those things out loud and allow myself to sit with them and realize I'm still fine, still okay, that then creates presence because now I'm not in my head, right? Mm. I'm, I'm just, I'm actually just in my natural state. Like presence is our natural state. There's no like getting to it. We that's who we are. It's just removing all of the like external distractions, all of the social media, all of the thoughts, all of that stuff. Getting past all of that, and then you're just moving through these murky waters. Where now it's just it's just peace, right? Mm -hmm. It's just quiet. And everyone's had those moments, right? If you're like sitting by the beach and there's just this beautiful sunset, or you're in nature and it's just like so peaceful and calm. It's like we can it can be like that inside all the time. Right, we can just choose to be like that through through going on that spiritual journey. Mm. So step by step, what does this meditation session look like? Literally, just to keep it super simple, why I'd recommend most people start is you just sit down, have no expectation. So whatever you've heard about meditation, it should be like this. Should just release all of the expectation. Just sit there and just start breathing in and out through your nose and just focus on your breath. Every single time a thought comes in, and they will, realize that as soon as you realize a thought comes in that's a good thing and you come back to your breath because what what most people do and why they struggle with meditation and say oh i'm not a good meditator or whatever is because they think you need to be in this perfect mm. peaceful zen state mm. it's like going to the gym and saying like oh i just failed at rep so i'm not good at the gym you'd be like no you just got to failure that's good right you just grew in the same way it's like that with meditation right every time you realize there's a thought just come back to your breath and that's a win that's a rep in the gym every single time. Mm. And you just do more and more and more of those reps. It doesn't need to be more complicated than that. Just do that. Start with 60 seconds, build your way up to, if you want to be crazy like me, try it three hours after a few months, right? <laughs> but a couple of minutes is still going to get you a long way. Mm. Just, yeah, that's, do, that's, just do that. That's one actually. Very nice, yeah. yeah. So when I first started uh, meditating in 2020, I was trying to figure out the concept for myself and also just started my YouTube channel. So I wanted to teach it online. And I made something which I called the mindfulness framework after only like a month of meditating, where it was just kind of like a, basically like a square with like four corners, just like this with arrows to each section. And it was basically what you just described of like start and you're aware of your, your breath and you'll lose consciousness of your breath and you'll go deep into a thought, but you're not really aware of it just yet. Then the next step is you're aware now that you are mindless, that you are currently in a thought. And finally, it's like, just bring the attention back to the breath. So I, I did it like maybe I'll have the picture up on screen. I'll show you afterwards because it's it's so like um, similar to what you've just explained. 
And what I called it was like bicep curls or like squats for the brain. Like this yeah. is one rep every time you go about this. And so when I was telling people online, like in the early days of YouTube and people asked me for advice, I always would tell them, no, no, no it's, it's a good thing that you're getting these random thoughts when you meditate, because that's just an opportunity to get one more rep. The process of meditation, like in my experience has just been, you are currently in a thought, just come back to something which is in the present moment. It's that that return to the present moment, which is like the reps of as many as we want to get. You've got the opportunity to get like 10,000 a day. And if you, what's beautiful about meditation is if you only get like five reps a day, you actually make a lot of progress. You, you mm -hmm. do a hundred reps a day, your life changes forever. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I actually learned this from a monk. This is that, that for me, that's where I, it's the same thing, but essentially a monk told me that. And that was when it shifted my whole paradigm mm. going from like, I'm doing it wrong. So I'm doing it right. Mm. Right. And then now instead of getting negative reinforcement, every time no. you lose, you're now getting positive reinforcement. Mm. Simple as that. Mm. Yeah. And one thing I will say is like, you mentioned the breath work earlier for a lot of people, even myself, like sometimes I'm like, oh, I've got so much stuff going on. Like I could meditate and force myself to sit there, but there are also like other ways that you can be in a meditative state. So it doesn't just have to be like sitting down, going like, oh, it's like counting your, counting your breath. You know what I mean? Like there's many, many ways to meditate. You can walk in nature that can be meditative. Mm -hmm. I like to do, you know, we obviously host breath work stuff. Um, for a lot of men, I've found just in coaching men, breath work can actually be really powerful as well. Like I'd recommend just like go to YouTube, type in like 10 minute breath work and just try that. Cause what it does is with that element of work, it forces you to get more into the present, mm -hmm. right? Because you're now like actually having to do something, aka the breathing, which then just gets, does like help you to get more, uh, more focused, more present, more quickly. Mm -hmm. So if you do, if you are someone who's listening, who struggles with meditating, try breath work. That's mm -hmm. what, that's what I personally do most of the time now. Mm -hmm. Which kind of breath work? Oh, wow. um, yeah, just, we do like, we're trained in something called um, holotropic, breath work, which is basically like, how would you describe it? Um, it's also called circular, circular breathing. breathing. Um, but I would say for someone starting off with breath work, that's like, if you want to do a whole journey, you would do circular. But if you're just wanting to get into it yourself, and a lot of us spend so much time being chronically stressed. Mm -hmm. So it's really good to, to start off with breath work. That's really good for the parasympathetic nervous system. And that means like taking a deep breath into the belly and then making sure your exhale is longer than the inhale. Yeah. So you can count like in for four, out for eight, in for four, out for eight. And you can do that through your nose or through your mouth. Um, but yeah, it doesn't have to be anything like crazy intense. It doesn't have to be a long breathwork session. Like we do one for five or 10 minutes in the morning and we're like, ah, okay, I'm energized, I'm ready. Like we're feeling ready to take on the day. Um, but yeah, I, I also agree that doing breath work for people just starting off with meditation actually might be better because I have a lot of clients that are like, I just can't sit there in silence for five minutes or 10 minutes. Like my brain just goes. Mm. And so having something to focus on is really helpful. Mm. Yeah, I agree. yeah. Yeah, having meditated for about three years, and I, when I first started, I, I went up to one hour of it fairly quickly as well. Mm -hmm. What I will say is like, I'll basically recommend breath work nine times out of 10 to mm -hmm. someone instead of meditation. I think meditation is very important and it's very good 
to counter the problems of the modern world. Like everyone's attention spans are so fried these days. Everyone's on like Instagram reels, mouth breathing and stuff. So when you get to <laughs> meditate, it's like, it's the exact opposite of what you're doing with all this content consumption and everything, yeah. which is awesome. But what I will say is to, to the guys watching this, you would be surprised just how quickly breath work will improve your life. There's, there's not, you know, the comf narrative on online that everyone talks about is like there's no hacks that will give you immediate results there's a few hacks in self-improvement and health that will give you like literally immediate life-changing results and i believe breathwork is one of them it's it's profound that in literally 20 seconds you can get out of a depressive state get out of this massive mood that you've been in just because you've actually breathed like fully all the way down all the way yeah, back up yeah. you do it for like three breaths you feel better immediately yeah. exactly yeah we mm. spend like all day just breathing in our chest mm. which actually makes the body think that okay oh we're in a stressed out state so we need to like be on edge but if you just literally breathe into your belly you're sending messages to your body that it's okay to relax and I mean, if you think if you think about children, they're constantly just belly breathing mm. and they're like so happy and carefree. And and that's like what our, our body truly craves is just like have those deep breaths so you can feel more centered and focused. And you can do it throughout the day for like a minute. You know, you don't have to sit down in the morning. You can do it just throughout your day as well. Mm. Yeah, if you're like even like right now for you and like everyone listening, if you just put your hand on your belly, like notice where your breath is. Is your is your stomach like tense do you trying to have like abs and like look jacked or is it like actually relaxed because your stomach will tell you everything about your state right mm -hmm. and we're trained to like particularly even for women to like suck it in mm -hmm. it's actually super unhealthy mm -hmm. like what you want is it to be relaxed like let your belly actually hang the out yeah like, because yeah. then you are actually in a more relaxed state and contrary to like what a lot of like red pill guys will probably tell you about like this energy you need to be in like actually the more relaxed you are like the longer you can go for the more productive you can be because you're essentially like using less energy to like get the same work done so if you can if you look at like while why like people who pursue spirituality or whatever like live longer it's because they are just like more relaxed oh, totally. essentially right mm -hmm. and so like if peace is the goal which is one of the goals for me it's like let's just be like that in the day and there's going to be times where of course you don't want to be relaxed like if you're in the gym of course that's the time to tense to to let out the animal to be in the masculine state but then there's also time to just be in a calm, relaxed state and just realize, like, try it. See how much more work you can get done. See how much more productive you can be. See how much more present you can be when you yourself are relaxed, mm -hmm. right? Because it's like there's something called, like, the law of state transference, right? If, if I'm calm and centered right now, then you're more likely mm -hmm. to be calm and centered right now, right? Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're, like, jumping around all over the place, having a good time, like, I'm more likely to be jumping around all over the place and having a good time, right? I got into the sauna, into an infrared sauna yesterday, right? And I was like, so, I was huge, I find this funny. I just did like a hyperbaric chamber. I was like tired, so I was like hyperbaric chamber, infrared sauna at, at Nirvana. And then I get in and I'm like, oh, time to just be zen and just like, you know, like go into that state. And there's these two guys in there. As soon as I get in there, they start blaring Rufus to salt and just literally fucking <laughs> fist hammering dancing, yeah? And I'm literally like, Looking up, I'm like, why, God, did you put me in this position right now? I just want to relax, right? But then suddenly, like, after a few minutes, like, <laughs> I start, like, I'm like, yo, looks like I'm on my knees. And then 10 minutes later, I'm, like, moving. 15 minutes later, we're having a rave. Like, we're actually having a full-on rave in the infrared sauna. And then we, none of us talk to each other for 30 minutes while we're doing this. And at the end, we're like, 
yo, that was sick. Like same time tomorrow, <laughs> don't even know their names. And then like go and have like the best night, like crush work in a good state. That and it's because like his state transferred onto <laughs> me, right? And so it can be like a positive thing. Like when we're sharing these, sharing these vibes and energy, you know? I like that. Yeah. If there's, so there's a young guy, just to repeat what we just said. Okay, so belly breathing is very important and we yes. don't want to get stopped. We don't want our breath to stop near the chest. If there's someone watching this right now and they've got both of their hands like this, but they only feel their chest rise and their belly isn't moving as they breathe, what can they do? Well, they can work on expanding their belly through breath work or they can do spinal energetics, which that is actually a huge foundation for what I do in my energetic sessions is I'm helping the breath travel the full length of the spine because a lot of times we have tension in our body that actually like kind of keeps that breath stuck mm. and it keeps it from being able to even travel to our belly. And that's why our nervous system is like an overdrive. We're in sympathetic mode all day long. It's because our breath is literally not even traveling throughout our entire spine. So um, you can do breath work, spinal energetics. Um, yoga also is great, you know, to help move the body and the breath at the same time. I know a lot of guys would be like, I'm not doing that. But honestly, it's it's really powerful for, um, for, for really helping the body and mind connect as well through the breath. Yeah, just, just for the guys listening, like I actually, when you asked me earlier, how do I become more present? I'd actually did yoga for like two, three years. Just at home, I would just do like 20, 30 minutes a day. And basically what I found with yoga is it's the same kind of thing as meditation where it gets you out of the mind and into the body. Mm. And so the more in the body you are, AKA not thinking in the mind and just present, then the more that's gonna, you're gonna show up like that mm -hmm. in life as well. So there's actually a really good YouTube channel. It's called Man Flow Yoga. So it's like yeah. yoga for men. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen that before, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's all free on YouTube. Like recommend checking it out. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But so these are things that someone can do in the long term. Let's say if right here, right now, like in this, you know, they're just about to go give a presentation or something and they haven't had this history of training yoga or breath work. Is there some kind of cue or something we could literally do within 30 seconds to feel more relaxed? Mm, yeah, definitely. Like taking 30 seconds to either close your eyes or just focus on a point and just begin to fully breathe in. We'll do it right now. Fully breathe in to the belly. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And then on the out breath, let yourself melt a little bit onto either a seat or the floor that you're standing on. And just continue to do that for at least 10 reps, breathing into the belly, expanding the belly like a balloon, and then breathing out fully and melting a little bit more and seeing where am I holding tension in the body? A lot of us hold it in our neck, our shoulders, our jaw, our hips. So as you're breathing into the belly, imagine that that tension is melting away. You do that for at least five more breaths and your entire day is shifted. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, I like what you said, okay, that we hold tension in different parts of the body. Mm -hmm. This is something I feel like you guys in this kind of industry pick up on a lot more than us like normal people. Like the more I speak to like, <laughs> you know, people who have like gotten into spirituality, breath work, yoga, yeah. the, the more often I'm hearing stuff of like, oh yeah, Hamza, you're like, you've got tightness around uh, your jaw here mm -hmm. or your stomach's clenched up. If you speak to like some random guy you meet in the gym, he'll never speak to you in that way, but not, not mm -hmm. even because it's kind of socially abnormal to, oh bro, you watch your stomach, bro. <laughs> Just because people, people don't know this, but every time I've really spoke to someone who's, who's really ventured far in spirituality, it's like they could just see it physically on you and they'll be like, oh, like you've got tension in your jaw right now, try and relax that. Or, you know, I've, I've had a good few like yoga teachers and breathwork teachers. And it's incredible how much like something as random as like, I keep tension in my jaw. And so if I don't relax that, it's like, I'm still in that slight parasympathetic mm -hmm. response of, of or sympathetic or of like mm -hmm. just a stress state, which many guys won't think that's important. But when your body is in, there's two modes, there's like fight or flight mm -hmm. and, oh no, sorry, there's, there's, what is it? Fight or flight and yeah, then rest, rest and, and digest. digest. Yeah. yeah. So parasympathetic is is rest and digest and then fight or flight is sympathetic okay it's really confusing basically your your body's in like a sort of survival mode or thriving mode yeah. and when it's in thriving mode it's like it's really relaxed that's when you're you're producing more testosterone but when it's in the survival mode that's when you're producing more cortisol so mm -hmm. if there's loads of young guys this is the way to speak to them just tell them it's going to affect the testosterone they're like what okay taking yeah. notes now and stuff. Yeah. it's just when you are in that that survival mode and your cortisol is high through the day, mm -hmm. your testosterone is going to be lower. Mm -hmm. So many guys don't realize that one of the, like a, a kink in the hose of their testosterone is literally that they're just shallowly breathing. Mm -hmm. And so this is why I've started speaking about it so much more to my audience of young guys, because your testosterone, then your muscle mass, your confidence, all of the things that comes down to like that vigor that you can have as a man, it's just constrained if your breath is only going this far. Like mm -hmm. I guarantee this is like a little actionable step to the young guys watching this. The next time you've got like a little um, social event, if you just do what Maggie said and you take like five conscious breaths before you get there, you know, you're walking over to the, the room that everyone's in. If you take five conscious and full breaths and push it as low as possible, 
guarantee that little social event will be one of those where you actually perform really well. You're really social. You're like the, you've got quite a lot of attention. You're telling a good story. You've made people laugh. And I guarantee those days where you forget to do that and you walk into the social event, like, you know, without remembering to breathe properly, it'll be one of those where you feel like quite reserved and the attention's not on you and you're in the backdrop and one of your friends makes a joke about you or something. It's such a big difference. It's um, in the way the superior man, he says this as well, like there's some men who, when they walk into a room, they just cultivate the attention onto them straight away. And he mm-hmm. said, what it is, is, is that relaxed front of the body. When a guy comes in proper tight and tense, it's just not really good energy to be around. Yeah. Like you said, you know, the, the, the state uh, spreads of one person to the next. Mm-hmm. And what I found is like some people have that kind of constrained breath. I'm picking up on it more. We're like, I don't want to be next to them because it just it doesn't feel very good. Like you speak about this a lot in the social like, things that we've had. Mm-hmm. You've spoke about like people's energy. Some person's got a really good energy. Is this like a part of it? Like you, if you can see someone with a constrained breath, it's like it doesn't feel good to be around for some reason. Yeah. And I, I don't like to necessarily label energy as good or bad, but it's kind of like, is it inviting or mm. repulsive? That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> repulsive. That's, 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 that's a worse thing for me. A little repulsive. <laughs> no, I mean, if you walk into, if someone walks into a room and they are very tense and uptight, a lot of times they're in their minds. Mm. And so all of their energy is kind of like, being pulled into themselves. Mm. But when someone walks into the room and they're they're dropped into their body, they're dropped into their breath, they're confident, their energy actually is like it's it's more inviting. It's it's magnetic because they're they're not in this like protective state where they're, you know, sending off these these energetic vibes that are like, I'm scared. You know, people people don't necessarily want to be around that, like subconsciously. And so if you can walk into a room where you're just dropped into the body and breath, people notice. And it it might not be that they notice that, oh, you're breathing with your belly. It's that they notice like, oh, I feel this like intuitive feeling that I want to talk to them because they seem to know something that I don't. And it's it's just this like underlying like magnetism, I feel like with your energy and with your your state that you're in. Um, and it kind of also goes with manifestation, right? Like if you're sending out these like vibes of like, I'm in fear, scarcity, like not breathing and all these things, then you're going to be pushing things away from you. Mm. you be pushing other people away from you. But if you're, if you are, you know, feeling very centered yourself, then it's like you just things just sort of kind of flow Mm. yeah i know a lot of guys don't believe a lot into like manifestation and this sort of like Mm -hmm. spiritual stuff but being quite new and stepping into this myself coming from that sort of masculine no bullshit has the the top seven tips that you need i will say it is absolutely true it's Mm -hmm. you can 100 percent. it's like what you've just said it's you can tell when someone is in presence mm-hmm. and when someone is in presence and their breath is constrained that means they're thinking and in general mm-hmm. most of the thoughts that we think are usually negative there's not many people who will come into a social event and they'll be mindless thinking but mm-hmm. thinking good thoughts about everyone there in general you'll be thinking negative thoughts mm-hmm. you'll be sat next to your friends and next to your family 
literally shit talking them in your own mind, wondering why you're not actually leveling up your relationship with them. Because people can tell. When you walk into a social situation and you've said something bad about like a friend of yours, people can tell that you've kind of said that. It mm. comes off across in your body. The way I'd explain this to the sort of audience that I have is many of us understand the importance of body language. Like those videos get a lot of views. And you've probably heard the statistics that like 93% of communication is nonverbal, meaning mm. it's a lot of it is the body language. It's not the, the words that we use because the words that we use, it's not... We haven't been using words in language for a long time. Mm -hmm. Most of our communication is just through our bodies because that's ancient. That's like back to the caveman days. And so we pick up on that. So if you imagine right now of how like just the slight breath tells a whole novel about someone, they don't need to say anything. But if, if you just sense subconsciously that someone's not breathing next to you, you know for a fact things about them which won't even process in your mind, but you just won't like someone for some reason. And, and the words they've said, if we transcribed it and showed you as text, the words someone might have said to you is all positive, but for some reason you don't like someone. And that is literally what, 4 billion years of evolution of your ancestors, of every person in your bloodline saying there's something wrong with this one. He's got some like malintentions in his mind. Now imagine the people are thinking this thing about you because you're literally just not breathing fully. So imagine the, the relationships you miss out on. Like if, if on that day where you guys first met in person and you were in one of these moods where, you know, you were just like like um, not breathing fully, you had like a bad morning or something and you ended up thinking something negative about her, you could have lost an entire beautiful relationship from one random thought that, that pops into your mind every second mm. just because you didn't breathe properly. Mm. So it's insane of like how much love and opportunity and obvious social life you can miss out on when you don't even breathe. Mm. This is why like every video I've been making recently, I've been saying like, number one, breathe properly. <laughs> like, yeah. Top seven ways to get girls. Number one, breathe properly. <laughs> <laughs> like, building muscle, number one, <laughs> breathe properly. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not that bad. Yeah. Mm. And breath doesn't lie. Energy doesn't lie. What's the first thing we do when we're born, right? We're taking a breath, Inhale, yeah. right? Yeah. We're literally like, <gasps> Like we're like we're in shock or crying, whatever, but it's the first thing we do is breathe, right? Mm. That is our life force, right? It all starts with a breath. What are we doing all day, whether we're conscious or not, right? If we're awake, we're breathing. If we're asleep, we're breathing. Mm. And it's just like we don't even get taught how to breathe in the Western world. Mm. If you go to the, a lot of Eastern countries, they teach you literally how to breathe. They'll teach you that at like from a very young age. Here's how to breathe properly. But we don't get taught that. So that's one thing I want to commend you for is like you're giving young men the education they should have got in the system yeah. with mm -hmm. these things. And they sound like simple in a way. They are simple, but it doesn't mean like it's not important. Actually, mm -hmm. like the simple things are the most important. So like you can listen to this being like how they're talking about breath for like 20 minutes, mm -hmm. but that shows how important it is, right? Yeah. Because actually you can go so deep. On it. Well, it, if you're a businessman, it's like, it's just leverage. So when we think about improving our businesses, we think about what's the highest leverage, like what's the, the thing that I can do that has an outweighed effect on the rest of my business? What is, if I can improve one thing of my entire business, if I improve, for example, my speaking skills as a YouTuber, that's extremely high leverage because yeah. all of the rest of my entire company hinges on speaking. Now, if I improve the story that I tell in the intro of my videos, like every video starts with a story, all of my company relies on that first story because that's like the, the most important part of every video, right? So it's like storytelling is very high leverage for me. So what is like the super high leverage thing where basically a lot of your life relies on? Well, you breathe like 80, 
thousand times a day. So if you improve your breath and make it like 5% stronger, you would expect like, since that's the constraint of your life, the rest of your life will improve by 5%. Mm. For a lot of these guys focusing on like real world things, they want to make more money and they're trying to quickly figure out like, what's the best business model? It's like, bro, you don't even breathe properly. <laughs> like yeah. your brain doesn't even work. Yeah. It's, it's these things that you'll be so surprised that like, I said this um, just recently, like if you're not making solid five, 10K a month, it's more of these things than the actual business model. Like making 10K a month, 100K a month, 100K a year as an entrepreneur, you probably know this yourself. It's like, you don't even have to be a good entrepreneur for yeah. that. There's, there's guys who honestly are just stupid, like unintelligent people. And they're making 10K a month these days because it's not about the business model. It's not about being like a professional businessman or anything like that. It's like, can you just sit down and do some work and stay focused? Are you checking your phone every like two minutes or something? Can you just do the work that's required? And many guys are still on this first step or step zero because they can't do the work because they're in this chronic state of stress 24 seven and their body's not even working. It's not sleeping right because of that anxiousness, stress. It's such, so, so important things, especially with like your work, because you do a lot of this energetics breath work and you guys have hosted these sessions here in Bali as well. So it's very important work to be teaching. Yeah. yeah and, it, and, and, it, and it translates to everything, right? For the guys, like number one problem, the guys I coach are maybe a little bit older, maybe, but I think it's all the same thing, right? What is it? It's being able to focus shiny object syndrome, right? Oh. Should I be doing this thing? Should I be doing that business model? And it's like, okay, why do you have that distraction in the first place, right? It's because of like what's going on internally inside of you, right? Mm. I was sitting there with my, my team yesterday and I was like, you realize we're in the what top 1% of agencies, not because of like our skill set, by the fact that we can just sit here mm. and just get work done. That's it. Like we could be doing the wrong work for six hours of the day, but the fact that we can just sit there and work is moving us in the right direction, right? And we can only do that because of these things, right? Because we're breathing properly because we've got our internal state checked out because we are training and we're just in a good headspace, mm. right? It's just like, you can do two hours of work a day and like not be productive, but those two hours are actually like impactful two hours where you're in the right headspace. You can, it's leverage, like you said at the end of the day, right? But then if you can do both, like you can be like this guy, wake up at 3 a.m. every yeah, day, like this crazy dude like and be in a good state, then mm. yeah, like you're just gonna have more of everything right mm. which is obviously it's always best if you can do both but like you said 510k a month it's just mindset literally it's just like have a good business model like be, be the right business model for you which can be basically anything you can make 510k a month in and just have a good mindset be in the I, right state i wouldn't even say be in the right business model honestly because you can be in the wrong business model yeah true crappy like oh you know the market's not so great it doesn't even matter yeah honestly 10k a month is like obviously it sounds condescending now because for 99% of the world, that's a huge amount of money. And it's not that I'm not saying it's a big amount of money, but the actual business skill involved in getting to that first 10K is very low. When you, it, it seems like a, this massive mountain, but when you're on the bigger mountain and you look back to that mountain, you realize like, bro, all you have to do is stop touching your dick. That's, like, that's it. Stop, stop doing that. Stop watching YouTube for like six hours a day. Don't watch any short, short form content. Meditate for five minutes a day. Don't eat sugar. Probably don't eat many carbs either, and just just work for like three hours a day. That's it. But people overcomplicate it because yeah. you're trying to find this. I love the even on a relationship podcast we end up speaking about business. We'll segue back. Yeah, we'll go back to love. So one point I've got here is I wanted to learn your biggest lessons on love. 
So if you think back to the entirety of your relationship, what are some like huge insights? And even though they could be the ordinary things, but the importance of them, kind of like how breathing is like, what has been like some of the most important things that you've learned and that you've implemented? I think for me, it was learning that like one of the most important things women need is just to be loved. I know it sounds so simple. And to me, like you really find out about love during the hard times because it's really easy to be in love when you're traveling around Bali or you're doing like getting massages or you're doing whatever or you're on holiday, right? It's really easy to feel love because it's just, you're just in a good environment. But to me, like where love is really cultivated is like through the struggle. Mm-hmm. through the hard times through when we do face adversity and then we get to see like what is our real character so to me like when i look at love it's like in those hard times can you still come back to love can you mm-hmm. still love that person even when they didn't show up as their best self even if you didn't show up as your best self can you mm-hmm. still come back to love and to me like at least right now like that's more what i'm where my headspace is at right because my belief is like if you're just open and if you just are in a loving state, basically like everything pretty much flows from there. Like you will live a good, happy, fulfilled life. Like if you want to go and make the most, you know, if you want to make 10K, 100K a month, like do you think you're going to get there quicker in a really pessimistic, angry state or in a loving state, right? If you want to, you know, have an amazing relationship, do you think you're going to get there in a pessimistic state or a loving state? Mm-hmm. So to me, it's just like every opportunity when something happens, it's like, can I just come back to love, right? Like that, the example of the sauna yesterday, like I was originally annoyed for the first few seconds, not saying we're in that stable time, but then I was like, actually, no, this is a good vibe. And then you feel it, right? And then, you, and then that's it. That's what I mean, coming back, right? Coming back to that loving state. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's probably like top for me right now. Most top of my chair. Nice. And you, Maggie? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing that I've learned is that love is a choice and who you're with is a choice right and and so it's truly just fully accepting that and and fully accepting like who you're with and accepting them for who they are not trying to change them not you know visualizing the the perfect version of them and then hoping they turn out like that it's like accepting them for who they are right now today and loving them right where they are Um, because I think it's easy to, especially with social media, it's always like you can manifest the perfect person for yourself. Like you write out this list and you can have the perfect man or woman that you want, but it's like, okay, you do that and then you're with them and then they have these like Mm. little quirks, you know, these, these things that kind of like bug you and it's like, can you come back to love? And can you just love the person that you're with unconditionally? And that is like one of, probably one of the hardest things that I feel like someone can do in this life is to just continually accept the person they're with, continually come back to love, continually see them for who they are because we're constantly changing, we're constantly growing. And so just seeing them as a new person every single day Mm. and, and being open to who they are right now and not based on who they were yesterday or when you first met them <clears throat> and and loving them for who they are today. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So this is why like I sometimes say like women are the more intelligent species and every guy's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's it's because of stuff like that. <laughs> right. At least in terms of emotional intelligence. Like that is just that is just the truth, right? It's a choice. You know, mm-hmm. like you can be in a we can be in a relationship and it's like, okay, yeah, we could have in theory like lots of options of who we could be with, right? Mm-hmm. Every single day we're choosing to be with with one another. And like mm-hmm. our relationship values are like more on the traditional end. And if you look back at like our parents or our grandparents, like they didn't have all these options. They didn't have mm-hmm. social media. It was just like, we're together, we're committed. We're going to figure it out. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, okay. Do they have the most perfect relationship? Heck no, right? It was hard, but there is like beauty in that, in just mm-hmm. choosing to commit. And one thing I will say is like, there was a pivotal point in our relationship where at the beginning it was just like so much newness, adventure and fun. And it was just like anyone in that situation would be having a great time, right? It's not, it's not hard. But then there was a point where we were like, okay, like rubber's hitting the road. Like we've now got our visions for life. Like we know the life we want to build. Mm-hmm. And we just made a conscious choice to, to commit to each other and go on that path together. So for example, if I'm working 12, 14 hours a day, obviously we're not together as much, right? But she knows that that is for us. Mm-hmm. what I'm building so now we're not like moving apart everything we're doing even if we're physically apart is for that future mm. together mm-hmm. and so it's like we're on the same team mm. right like all the decisions we make even if they're individual are still moving us towards that common goal and that's for us is like having a family that is like settling down in the future and a lot of guys will say to me like particularly younger guys are like oh yeah I can't have a girlfriend right now because I'm just focused on business I'm like that might be true in your case but you'll get to a certain point in life when you realize like having a relationship is actually the thing that enables you to to focus more Mm -hmm. on business because you have Mm -hmm. like Maggie like supports me like mentally emotionally spiritually like physically like she's such an amazing supporter she helps me to thrive show up better Mm. like I wouldn't be the man I am right now without her and I'm not ashamed to say that at all it makes me proud Mm -hmm. because of who she is and who she's able to make me and it's not it doesn't make me less than it it's like one plus one equals four you know what I mean? It's not like minus, it's addition. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Does that get hard? So from the woman's perspective, mm-hmm. he's grinding away, he's doing you know, a season of these 10-hour work days, 14-hour work days. How does that feel from your perspective? Some days it's, it's hard because I miss him. Mm-hmm. But then I remember like he's doing it for us. It's not he's doing it for himself. He's doing it for me. He's doing it for our future children. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. I'm so proud of him. And like, I'll have moments, you know, like mm, throwing myself a pity party. But then I remember, no, like it's so much bigger than that. And so then it just like inspires me, inspires me to to work even harder at what I love. And, and then inspires me to support him and, and to show up for him because I know how much work and effort he's putting in. Um, I think a lot of women that's where some like kind of friction comes in where it's like, uh, you know, my, my man is, you know, always working. He has no time for me. But the thing is, is you have to voice that and make sure that you're, cause I do sometimes voice like, Hey, like we need to spend more time together or like, you know, it's, it's hard when you're coming home at 1am and I'm sleeping. Um, like I'm not saying that I'm not always, you know, I'm, always happy and excited about it but i'm always coming back to okay like how can we work through this how can i share how i'm feeling um 
but most of the time I feel like very happy and excited that he's doing that because I know it's for us. Um, but some days it's hard. Mm, yeah. yeah and I just voice that. Yeah. And, I, and I'll say like, I've like not done that in the past, like, and where I have given too much time and away mm. from the business. And it's just like, what actually happens is my testosterone, your testosterone just goes down because you're spending too much time together. And that's the most repulsive thing. But you end up resenting her as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, from my side, but then she's yeah. also less attracted to me. Yeah, because you're not present. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not, I'm not present, but I'm also like not focused on, on my mission, mm. right? Mm. And like, it all comes back to hormones and like, you can explain it all biologically, right? Men, we're our best self when we've got high testosterone. For women, it's estrogen, right? And so if we're focusing on our mission, going to the gym, it's increasing our testosterone. When we're actually spending time together, it's actually like increasing estrogen, which means our testosterone is actually lowering. So that's why like if you're a man and you feel like this urge to like get away or just need to like, so I have, a, I have an office right here. I could work from home. We have a home office, but I choose to have that office because I need that physical space because it gives me the opportunity for my testosterone to rise. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I want to be away from her or I don't want to be around her. It's nothing personal. It's just how men are biologically wired. Mm -hmm. So we need that space to actually like be drawn back and to Mm -hmm. want to come home. And it's like coming home from war. Mm -hmm. You know, like you've just crushed a day and now you're like, like it was actually like last night, I came home at like half past 12 at night, right? And she, like, I don't know if you waited up for me or you were up anyway. So yeah, she's like, wait, wait up for me. And I came home, I just like crushed uh, business for that day. And then she's just sitting there and she's like, just the first thing is she just smiles when I come back. And to me, like that makes that whole 12 hour day worth it. Like in that one split second, and I said that to her, right? I said like, that literally made me like the happiest. It was like that little simple thing. And so for like for women, it's like, you don't have to be like a man in the, in the way that a man provides. It's literally just the smallest things, like a smile, like being mm. supportive. Like, you know, if I, you know, if the laundry comes in, like choosing to put it away, not because she's a woman and she needs to do the, do to do laundry because he actually choose to and it's like a feminine quality like these small things for men it's like we actually don't need that much like we're actually like pretty simple <laughs> to make happy it's like you just like were happy i was home and i'm good you know what i mean like i'll go work 12 hours now yeah. <laughs> like for real talk like it's those little yeah. tiny things yeah yeah sometimes i literally say that like i know you say that women are more like emotionally intelligent but i I'll talk with my 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 girlfriends and we're like, honestly, I feel like men have an even bigger capacity to love in a way. It's like you guys have like this more just kind of like pure intention of like, I just want to love you and like provide for you. And and women were over here like testing you and like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's, like, it's, it's like truly though, there's there's no like I think that it's so beautiful the masculine and the feminine and how we come together and and when we're both in our own essence it's it just works Mm -hmm. it's so you know when you're you're when you're working hard and you're in your masculine that's so sexy and then like when i'm like providing and not providing but you know doing the little things at home that that make you feel cared for like you're like that's sexy you know it's just the little things that when you're actually just living out like just a, a part of your your essence, like whether masculine or feminine, it, it really, it, it adds so much to the relationship. It's just natural. 
the way I look at yeah. it is it's just our natural state, right? When we're doing the things that I believe like God put us here to do as men and women, when we just do those things, everything just flows, mm. right? It's actually just like easy. You don't have to like, like, you still need to work at a relationship, but like things just move forward, right? And you can consciously like create that. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be by accident. You can take these bits of advice from like things, guys like you, implement it and then you just see the difference, mm. right? Simple. You guys are amazing. Thank yeah. you for your time today. Thank right, you yeah. so much. Nice one for that. Ah. Thank you, Megan. Thank you. Nice one, guys. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.